0: You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. There's been some pre-filing of bills ahead of the 2022 Alabama legislative session. The latest bill to be filed, HB 23, is modeled after the abortion ban in Texas. House Representative Jamie Keel introduced the bill. It's called the Alabama Heartbeat Act. The language in the bill allows for a person to file a lawsuit against someone who performs or induces an abortion. This includes aiding and abetting, paying, or reimbursing costs for an abortion. There are no criminal penalties if the law is violated, but there is financial penalty, which is no less than $10,000 per violation. The law does not criminalize abortion like HB 314 did. That was signed into law by Governor Ivy in 2019, However, the law was struck down by U.S. District Judge Myron Thompson. Speaking of judges, a Jefferson County judge has been removed from the bench. Nikita Blockton was found to have violated judicial ethics by the Alabama Court of the Judiciary. The Judicial Inquiry Commission suspended Blockton this past May, and then on December 7th, Blockton's trial began. The court ruled that Blockton demonstrated a pattern of inappropriate behavior and comments and a pattern of deception and dishonesty. The Judicial Inquiry Commission presented to the court evidence that Blockton had contacted and in some cases even threatened attorneys, staff, and litigants. She did so outside of court by using Facebook aliases and text messages. The court also found that Blockton had a massive backlog of cases. She worked in the Domestic Relations Division of the 10th Judicial Court. The family of a former NFL player want answers regarding his death that occurred while he was in police custody here in Alabama. This past November, Glenn Foster Jr. was arrested in Pickens County after a high-speed chase. Within three days of being in custody, Foster was then dead. Police say that Foster got into a fight with another inmate during his time in jail and was in the process of being moved to a medical facility for mental health when he died the next day. Foster's father, Glenn Sr., says the circumstances surrounding his son's death are suspicious. Family members were not allowed to see or talk to him when they learned of his arrest. Foster Sr. wants to know what happened to him while in jail for less than a week. Foster's attorney says the objective is transparency, accountability, and justice. The family is planning to have a private autopsy done. The state of Alabama will do a separate one as well. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is now conducting an investigation into this whole case. Bryce Young is now the first quarterback in Alabama to ever be awarded the Heisman Trophy. Young was named the winner of the prestigious football award this past weekend. He was up against C.J. Stroud of Ohio, Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, and Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh. Young posted a message to his fans on Twitter.
1: I just want to give a huge thank you to the Alabama fan base. Um, Thank you for um, constantly supporting me and being there for me. Uh, A night like this is definitely not possible without you guys. Uh, Me individually and us as a team, we love and appreciate you guys' support. Roll Tide.
0: For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, Go to 1819news.com. In national news, Kentucky is the hardest hit state from a tornado that swept through several states this past weekend. Fatalities are coming in at around 80, but still climbing as the search continues for anyone trapped in the rubble. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir spoke this past Sunday on CBS News.
1: It's uh, devastation like none of us have ever seen before. Uh, we know, I know that we've lost now more than 80 people, but it's going to exceed a, a, a hundred. The search and rescue continues, um, both at that candle factory, which will be the, the largest loss of life throughout uh, the city of Mayfield, which is just leveled and, and gone. Uh, half of my dad's hometown, Dawson Springs, um, doesn't exist anymore. Um, where I know our, our emergency management people are out there um, going door to door, but there aren't any doors. Um, a lot of this is. Going through the blocks and the rubble, if you can reach it, and and trying to see if there are people there, um, dead or alive.
0: The tornado also ripped through Illinois, Indiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Missouri. It may have touched down on over 200 miles of land. The record so far in the U.S. is at 220 miles. That occurred in March of 1925. Over 2,000 U.S. service members will remain in Iraq, but in a support role for Iraqi security forces. The U.S. Pentagon recently announced the official end of Inherent Resolve as a combat mission. The troops that were there for the combat mission will still remain but serve in an advisory role. During the Trump administration, a military general from Iran, Qasem Soleimani, was assassinated by U.S. forces within minutes of him landing in Iraq. Since then, the Iraqi parliament has voted in favor of U.S. forces leaving the country. California Governor Gavin Newsom wants to mimic the Texas abortion ban but apply it to gun makers in his state. The Texas state law allows citizens to bring a lawsuit against a doctor who performs an abortion. Newsom says he wants to empower citizens in his state to file lawsuits against anyone who makes or sells an assault weapon. Newsom did not offer details on what typifies an assault weapon. Constitutional scholar Jonathan Turley spoke about this whole issue on Fox News. Turley says that Newsom has guaranteed that courts will strike down his law as an open mockery of gun rights precedent, and he'll also box in liberal judges and jurists in voting against that California law for the same reasons. A lot is happening in Chicago these days. Another armed smash and grab occurred this past weekend, this time at a high-end car dealership that also sells expensive watches. Two men entered the Gold Coast exotic motor cars on Saturday. The man with the firearm stood at the entrance, while the other man took a hammer to display cases and was able to get away with eight luxury watches worth millions of dollars. Ten customers were in the showroom, including children. The co-owner of the business, Joe Perillo, told ABC7 News that he's here to run a legitimate business, not be a Western shootout. Other smash and grabs occurred in that city last week. And Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot had this to say, not about the criminals, but about the businesses. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute um, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational. Anthony Napolitano is also a Chicago alderman. He went on Fox News saying there's a revolving door of criminals being released back on the streets, and it's not about getting more security.
1: He said he got twelve cities across the country that are seeing, uh, astronomical homicide rates. I mean if you if you pull back the, the screen a little bit and ask yourself who what's the common denominator in that, it's the state's attorneys that are district attorneys in, in those those cities, the majority of them. They're radical district attorneys that believe that putting criminals back on the street uh, is the way back to fixing the, uh, the, the problems in, in crime. And then we have a re- revolving door effect here in Chicago um, with, with criminals that are right back on the street and committing crime over and over. Any funds that we see, we have task force here. We have FBI task force. Um, we have ATA t- uh, ATF task force. Um, and the DEA task force. What the problem is in Chicago is we need a a Chicago City Council task force where uh, aldermen come together with a majority of of voters and say that we're going to stick to fighting crime in this city. If we don't, we're not going to help the administration push any uh, objectives forward uh, for any future projects until crime is the number one and only priority that's taken care of in the city. They're not holding anybody accountable here.
0: Well, what's going on at CNN a year ago? CNN brought back Jeffrey Tubin as a legal analyst after he was suspended for reasons that are not family friendly for this report. Last week, New Day anchor Chris Cuomo was fired for helping his brother navigate through several sexual harassment accusations. Now, a CNN producer who worked with Cuomo has been indicted for rape of a minor. 44-year-old John Griffin is accused of luring a mother and her 9-year-old daughter to his home in Connecticut for sexual activity. This occurred in July of 2020. Griffin is also accused of engaging in social media platforms to entice other minors. Griffin has worked at CNN since 2013, most of that time on Cuomo's show. CNN says that Griffin has now been suspended from his job pending an investigation. And also, guess who's headed over to CNN from Fox News? political analyst and anchor of a Sunday show, Chris Wallace. He announced this past weekend that he's leaving the Fox News network after working there for 20 years. Wallace gave his farewell message on Sunday. It
1: may sound corny, but I feel we built a community here. There's a lot you can do on Sunday mornings. The fact you've chosen to spend this hour with us is something I cherish. I want to try something new to go beyond politics to all the things I'm interested in, I'm ready for a new adventure, and I hope you'll check it out.
0: He'll become part of a new streaming product that launches in 2022. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to Right Side Radio as guest host Scott Butram from the Trustville Tribune fills in for Phil Williams and brings along Erica Thomas, the new managing editor for 1819 News.
1: I, I wanted to talk a, bit, a little bit about... Your charity work, because you've always taken a lot of pride in in your civic duty and and investing back in the community. Uh, I I saw that when you were our managing editor at the Trustful Tribune. I I always appreciated that you did that, because I I really felt it enhanced our reputation as a newspaper for our our managing editor to be out there like that. But you do a Mm -hmm. lot of work. In fact, you sit on the board for Normal Livingston.
2: The Normal Livingston Ovarian Cancer Foundation, yes. So we have a program called Just the Need, and it's named after my grandmother Jan, J-A-N. She passed away in 2001 from ovarian cancer. And And, and
1: that's been your motivation.
2: Yes, yes, that is absolutely it. Because when I was younger, my mom had cancer twice. Um, She's had ovarian, my mom's had breast cancer when I was 16, and then when I was 26, she had colorectal cancer. Mm -hmm. And both times I was, it was 10 years apart, I was different ages, different stages in life but still had needs myself. So the purpose of the Just a Need program is to offer, instead of just research, patient support, neuropathy kits, anything that makes them feel comfortable. That's what's called Just a Need. They just get whatever they need. But also, it helps caretakers in families of patients with ovarian cancer. Y'all
1: have been able to step in and and help families going through this.
2: Yes, we have provided gas cards. You know, a lot of people don't have UAB in their backyard like we do. So it takes a lot of money to travel back and forth to a larger hospital. We we offer whatever their need is, even if they just need somebody to talk to. If they have a 7-year-old boy that wants to go play basketball, we'll go pick him up. If they need spiritual guidance, no matter what their religion is, We'll help them with that. We've got people standing by waiting to help. Um, And with the Just in Need program, um, it's something that's dear to my heart and also my mom's. And so I know no matter what, if I just keep asking for support for that, then we're good.
0: You can find that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail, remember that you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify get those daily reports. Also, while you're there, consider leaving a five-star rating for my podcast. I'm Andrea Tice, and I'll be back again tomorrow.